sucks in deep. I like it. These guys are jerks. Fucks in deep. Bless you, boys. Young men expressing themselves. Unbelievable. Fucks in deep. Put it in deep. Trying to get it from Nugent Hopkins. Here is Neil. Hammers a shot. He scores. James Neal ties the game at one. McDavid to Neal, turns and fires, he scores! Power play goal, James Neal! The one-timer, they score! James Neal, Patrick goal! Quick shot, he scores! Give him four goals! Real deal, James Neal! Get pucks deep, putting the puck deep. Put pucks in deep. He's chipping pucks, he's getting pucks deep. Just put the puck deep. Getting pucks out, getting pucks deep. Get pucks deep, pucks in deep. Puck deep, pucks deep. Keep getting pucks deep. All right, episode 41 coming at you. That might have been might have been one of our louder uh, intros there. Let's go. I saw the, saw the blue waves on the machine there. I think uh, some it's of our... It's fucking li- Ricky, man. Ricky's <laughs> the loudest part of the whole intro. Some of our listeners might have been like, holy fuck there. All right, here we are. Uh, what are we? Episode 41, and it's a week in Let's Go. Uh, NHL's back, dude. We're back to like the regular schedule. No more like... Preparation, you know, preparing the documents with all our stats and everything. We just get to talk about what we've seen. We obviously made a bunch of notes. I can't wait to go through a bunch of stuff, dude. October hockey's fun. It it? is. There's just, it's just madness. I mean, you know, who's having more fun than James Neal right now? New team, four snipes last night, putting on a clinic. Probably really loves Connor McDavid. Well, he obviously everyone knows how good Connor McDavid is, but is but James Neal is actually getting to see it firsthand, and like I mean, I don't know. He's um, is he the real deal again, or is this just a, a shot in the barrel here? I, I don't know. I think if he stays with that line, man, like away he goes. He's always a capable goal scorer, though, right? So I kind of thought it'd be a, a good play on him sitting up there with McDavid and just racking up goals and. Seems to be paying off already. I know he's not necessarily playing. Uh, like I don't think Daily Faceoff has him slotted with him at the moment, but he is playing on the power play, of course, too. Um, pretty sure he was uh, UFA in my fantasy pool, but I missed out on on the scoop there. What? No one even drafted him? No, but my buddy scooped him the day before. So. Oh, but didn't you say you have like smaller rosters a little bit? Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. Made him a little bigger this year, but anyway. Um, yeah, man, he's got it going on, though. That's a fun night for him. I mean, four goals, I think. It, you, you said to me, uh, who is having more fun than James Neal? And I feel like the answer, the only answer that might be correct is the guy making the play-by-play calls. <laughs> oh. <laughs> right? Because, it's. I mean, you're not the guy scoring. I'd, I always he said that. He didn't sound super stoked on the one highlight. Well... I don't remember which one it was, but I just recorded them. I did watch them earlier too, but the fourth one was pretty sweet. Like that fourth call is the one that's going to go viral. So who do you think Edmonton would rather have, Milan Lucic or James Neal? <laughs> well, why don't you ask Calgary that question? I think I think uh, the fans were pretty pumped that they got out of that contract, and I'm pretty sure that they're similar. Are they not? Yeah, yeah, they are. They are. I mean, it's it's... It's a huge win because at this point he's he's definitely going to eclipse his uh, goal total from last year. So who's not having fun right now? Would it be fair to say the San Jose Sharks are not having fun right now? Well, it's a weird day today because they go into the day 0-4 and you have no idea what's going on. The team is supposed to be way, like, obviously supposed to be winning. Everyone wants to blame Martin Jones. 
I, the fantasy owner of said Jones, wants to blame him as well. But well, his numbers are atrocious. Yeah, yeah. He's like one eight sporting like an eight fifty six yeah, right now. Yeah, it's not good. Look. I mean, it is, and early. he was sub nine hundred last year as, as well. So it. But the reason why it's a I, weird it, day is because they they're terrible, and they signed Marlowe. Yeah. So that's a happy thing. Everyone's happy. Everyone's like, oh, Patrick Marlowe. I see people online. You know, Sharks fans are commenting and they're saying, welcome back, Patrick. Like, you're the you're the piece we were missing. Now the season's going to be turned around. It's it is early. That's so a little. It's only that four. Is, that's really inflated, right? Yeah, there. but those are big Marlowe fans, right? That's, like, imagine. Being, I know, but like the piece that we needed. I hope nobody used those exact words. Oh, that's oh, I saw, but I don't because, think because let's be honest here. I don't think they mean offensively. I think they just right. mean you know, uh, figuratively speaking. You know, we, know, we 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 want you back, and uh, I guess it's, franchise it's a good leader. story. It's franchise a good story, leader. and I'm sure that's where he wanted to be. But where were they in in July and August? Eh? Yeah, true. We're too interested, and then they get off to a bad start. And I mean, they're not as deep. I, t- I took a closer look at their lineup, like their third and fourth uh, lines earlier today, and saw some uh, some creative player names there that I've <laughs> never seen before. Yeah, and uh, even the. I think that in combination with you know the departure of Pavelski might be having a more of a ne- negative impact, or it's taking a while for things to sort themselves out over there in San Jose. Well, you talk about Pavelski, perfect segue. Um, Pavelski completely invisible so far in Dallas's uh, first four games. Four shots in four games, zero shots in the last two games. So, is this a scenario where are we able to? lay a little bit more blame or put some more stock into Pavelski leaving San Jose and it has been a lose-lose for both sides. So far. So far, so anyway. Far. Yeah, I can't preface that. We're, we're, so in, we're in overreaction territory right now. No, no, right? but when so. you are 0-4 and you look over here and you think, okay, well, what what's changed? You know, the team should be much better than what they've started. Let's yeah. go. And I, at one point, listen, I, I think four, four or five games is is a big enough tell. Okay. And the reason why I think that is I look back to when Mike Babcock was saying segments, remember, I think it was like in 2016 when those guys were rookies, he was talking about segments. He did five game segments where you want to see what happens. What's your record after five games, certain goals going into certain start over five games. And it's weird because you can look back at the year and be like, man, we went four and one back to back, then went three and two and then went four and one. Like you realize how incredible that, that stretch of 20 games was. And I mean, that's a fourth of your season right there. So when you're able to look at it and say, okay, well, right off the bat, we can't do any better than one and five. So we need this next game to be our victory. One, Sorry, one and four. Is so that's I'm why saying. you think it's a relevant sample, sample it's, size? I think, or like- I, yeah, I mean, I think at this point, you can't start 0 and mm-hmm. five, man. Like, I don't care what kind of run you go on, let's go. If you start that many points behind, the teams are going to start running away from you. It's terrible for team morale as well. And I think obviously the absence of Evander Kane, uh, who they're counting on to have a big role with them this year, uh, might have had a pretty negative impact, at least as far as the offensive is concerned. And EK as well with the birth of their child, right? Like taking personal leave for that too. So yeah, there's been some circumstances, no doubt. But I mean, basically, I can't remember what the odds were. Let's go, but they were breaking it down on the on the radio, and it was something like they have to go already on a ninety nine or hundred point pace in order to make up 
for their lack of points. All right. So far. Yeah. I have seen that those metrics eh, that tell you basically tell you what the pace is and you well, know, where you are in relation to last year. I always find it interesting to see those statistics. Yeah, well those are I think those are a little bit more in intense than what I'm talking about. They were just talking about in order to get to the amount of points that right. they think need to get to get into the playoffs, you're looking at ninety six points. Yeah. Well if they have zero points already, they have to go so and so to get to ninety seven. Which means you have to start immediately. That's all. It gets more and it gets more and more important as it goes on. And I think about uh, you might be able to help me out, dude. But there was a year I don't, I don't think it was last year, but in recent years, the Montreal Canadiens got off to a very very poor start. And I remember online and all my Montreal friends, all I heard was, "It's early. It's early. It's early." It was like at one point it was like twelve games in. And people were yeah, still that's like, when you're it's early, it's early. That's when you're deluding yourself though, right? I guess, but... It depends how, I guess it's how, I mean, if you're watching the play of the team and now we also have numbers that will reflect the team's overall play or if they're going in the right direction or not. Right. So I think there's more information, obviously, uh, as things go on for you to to rely on but i mean this early in the season too like you gotta you gotta figure looking at, at the roster alone you just look at that team on paper i mean there's there's got to be better days ahead but oh, for sure I, you gotta think a guy like doug wilson though who's never been shy to improve his team and make you know make ballsy moves um he might go shopping for a goaltender don't you think oh yeah but what are you gonna do i mean you gotta you gotta move martin jones who and we're and, and that's gonna be the hardest thing to trade like in in season four like to you don't you know i could correct somebody correct me if i'm wrong but i don't think you see that very often no i mean no they're minus 12 man like it's not, that's good. not good that's not good so that's another telling stat okay you're telling me I'm not saying you're telling me. We're just having that debate here right now. You might say, well, it's only four games. No big deal. They're 0-4. It's not a big deal. Yeah, but then if you combine that with minus 12, yeah, it's like, not that's good. really a problem here. Like All of a sudden, you've got to turn two things around real quick. One, it's fucking scoring goals. Stop letting them in and start winning some hockey games Yeah, in a hurry. I wouldn't be super worried, though, overall. It's just, it's just an ugly way to start the season. You just hope it doesn't set the tone, I think, for the teams like morale and psyche for the rest of the year but uh where would they even go though dude there's nowhere to go for tendies there's nowhere. i don't think there's anything i i don't know what you do you almost like hope you get like a st louis like situation where you go, bring up fuck it bring out the kid what and then and they i don't even know who they have in the, like the pool so aaron dell the computer no nah, well he's not much better you know what i mean like they're they're not strong goaltending and i think that was an obvious issue last year and then oh, it's continuing to play them early on in this year but look for them to look for them to figure it out. Well, we talked about Dallas briefly, but I'll extend the conversation for any uh, Dallas fans that are tuning in, which probably isn't very many. But Corey Perry hasn't played yet, so he's uh, on the mend, I believe. Let's go. Already, that's that's not a good start. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, he he hasn't even made his season debut. Like that's too bad. He's been injured. That's like, not what you're hoping for when you're. Is that? Related to the injury that he had last year, because wasn't he out pretty much all of last year with an uh, injury? It was a foot injury, uh, but he was on the ice and he's skating and he's looking to return soon. Right, and so, hasn't done shit so far. They did say eleven days ago that eleven days ago the report was that he was going to miss five games, so he's missed four. So they're pretty bang on. But I mean, 
I don't know what he's bringing, dude. If if Pavelski's not bringing anything, what's Corey Perry going to bring? Man? I know, exactly. I don't know. Anyway. I guess a bad potential line mate, I suppose. They're one and three. They better come back and have some fucking magic, too. I mean, they're not looking good. Dude, How I can't get over. I'm taking my glasses off right now because I'm switching gears 100% on you, and I'm sorry. But how, I can't believe the Winnipeg situation. And then and then when they, they go out and beat Pittsburgh last night like that, like... After after Crosby opens the scoring early, they pump in four and win the game. Like, did you see their defense? Oh yeah. So I had a look at the lineup. I know it was making the rounds on the internet where it was all players I'd never heard of before, which is concerning. And I guess I read somewhere that uh, each or every defenseman playing in their lineup wasn't in their top eight last season. So it's that's a pretty crazy thing to see and. I also heard some more talk on Big Buff there about how he just apparently didn't, oh, did you? didn't skate, didn't work out, didn't do shit. Like, so he wasn't even like thinking of coming. No, back. it doesn't sound like it, and so oh, it sounds boy. like he kind of burned the team a little bit, potentially anyway. But <sighs> that's leaving the that, that's a rough go. But Pittsburgh's having a rough go too because they, they I mean, Malcolm, what the what the hell is that story? He has a calf they were saying like soft tissue lower body soft tissueness or whatever what whatever crap they put out there yeah he's not done for the season is all they'll say oh no 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 that's I, a bad read the the pittsburgh beat guy oh my god what's his name he was on fucking serious the don't other get day hung up on it he don't yeah, get he, hung no, up no, on i'm it. not getting hung up on it he <laughs> um he said that it was going to be a month maybe longer well okay that i'll that's much more tolerable. yeah 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 so Maybe I read that on Yahoo as well. So who else was out now? And I think it was Hornquist. Bukestad. And Bukestad as well. And Bukestad is longer, longer term than Malkin. Yeah, so that's a that's a tough look for Pittsburgh right off the start. I mean, they could be in some trouble, I think. <clears throat> well, it's uh, this is the year that everyone's been picking Pittsburgh to miss, right? For whatever reason. So, yeah, Darren. Oh, that's a Darren Drager amount. Yeah, miss at least a month. That's what it says on fantasy. Yeah, at least a month. So it's too bad. And you know what, dude? This maybe is. This is going to be the year where Rutherford has to hang on to his first round pick. It's got to be. Again, wouldn't that be bad to be back to back first round picks? Do they have it? Oh, I'm sure they do. Think so. Or maybe they don't. (laughs) You're right. It could be fucking traded. Who knows? Oh man, but yeah, dude. Like the the season early is fucking awesome, man. Like if you check the standings, I was looking at the standings earlier today. And they look awesome. Like just in, in the sense that who's at the top? You got Anaheim at the top at 3-0, and right? Bo- uh, Boston. Well, actually, yes, excuse me. Boston is up there as well. Buffalo is off to a great start. Um, Victor Olofsson, we'll talk about him later when we get to our fantasy uh, segment. Like it's been a good story. Carolina absolutely killing it, 4-0. and Like it's cool, man. Bunch of teams uh, still unbeaten in regulation, seven of them to be exact. And, of course, uh, four teams unbeaten. Who do you think lasts the longest, Carolina, Edmonton, Anaheim, or Boston for uh, un, un, undefeated? Oh, for undefeated? Yeah, because they're all undefeated. Probably Boston. Carolina's played four games, though, so technically yeah. they should be uh, in a league of their own. But, yeah, you, you're probably right with Boston, man. Did you catch any of that uh, Vegas game that they had? No, I didn't. Man, they, they look so good. They just look so good. Boston. I don't even understand it. Like, they were... They were up 4-2, and they just weren't allowing Vegas to get anything. Vegas ended up did get, uh, getting one. But, I mean, I watched, I watched almost mo- most of that game, and it was just 
I was jealous at how well they defended the lead. And I think I was typing that into the prep too. I was like, this is what we need to learn how to do is shut down the shut down when we have a lead, you know, like we'll get into that uh, later on the Leafs, but uh, so the Penguins do have their 2020 first round. Yeah, they do. Right. Yeah. You'd be right. But they don't have their second. Apparently that's the one they gave to the golden Knights uh, for them to agree to select Mark Andre Fleury. Oh, expansion draft. Well then they better. uh, Yeah. Interesting. Okay. All right, well, well, where do you want to go next, buddy? I don't know. So, did you see this flyer story about the uh, the rage room? <laughs> I think I was. I was. I saw a JVR post something about it on social media, and I was like, "What the fuck is this?" And it's I, just like you can pay or something to go smash it. Thirty. It's in the arena, okay. Which I feel is important to note. Like it's right there in the arena. You could pay thirty five dollars to go and smash shit like TVs. And glass and mirrors and random shit. Where do they get the shit from? I don't know. I there's no there's no other news on it. It's like just, if you're, is it nice stuff in the picture? Like there was there was a TV and like it looks like some some nice rye glasses or something. <laughs> well, I mean it says it's a fresh way to have some harmless fun. I guess so you're smashing shit. Like imagine you're like. Three or five bucks, I'll take that TV off your hands. I, of I, yeah, I guess so. Oh, she had a little this this girl had a little bit of a sneak peek here. I should have checked this video out. I just linked it to NBC Sports Philly, but this girl here is gonna step into the room right now. Oh, there's Gritty. Gritty. Of course Gritty's there. If they're <laughs> shooting a promo, Gritty's involved. He's got Yeah. Oh, this girl's gotta stay. Oh, there's a guitar in there, there's a TV. And they're and just beat the, beating the shit out of everything. <laughs> Gritty's just... All right, well, I guess if we ever go to a Flyers game, that's what we'll have to do. I want to find out, like... How are you sure for this? Know, well, I want to know what the <laughs> revenue is, too. Like, I, I'm looking forward to see if there's any, like... If we find out there's, like, lineups outside this thing and... Well, I mean, even if it's... Let's say it's not lineups. Let's just say you get a... Every time there's a game, you have at least a couple hundred people that go in there and do it. I yeah, mean, how, do you, how, how do you just, like, keep feeding... How much shit? Yeah, I don't... Good I, point. I, I want to see the logistics of how they pull this off. Honestly, though... From a business standpoint. Yeah, <laughs> but if there is a one spot to have this rage room, it's probably in Philly in terms of in terms of sports. I guess, yeah, or other a Buffalo that or a Buffalo Bills game or something. Eh? That's what I was thinking too. Bills Bills uh Bills crazy. Mafia. You see the crazy fucking videos Philly. of the shit they're doing. Yeah. Those guys are on another level. Okay, listen, uh talk. I want are you good to go with this uh you want to do this biosteel story? Yeah, so okay, hold on a second though. Talk loudly and introduce this story while I get this fucking dog. Talk and loudly. His, oh. Yeah, I'm gonna go over here with this dog and give get him the fuck out here because he keeps okay. jumping on that chunk of wood so i've got to take over for a minute while you deal with the fucking dog great thank you very much so uh tsn's rick rick westhead put out an article here uh basically that canopy growth so they're one of the largest cannabis cannabis companies in the world they actually like run a grow up just up the highway from us in smith falls um, so they purchased a 72% majority stake in BioSteel Sports. I don't know if you, if you guys have ever seen those pink drinks, basically. that, And they also have endorsement deals with Connor McDavid, Andrew yeah, Wiggins. BioSteel Camp. Yeah, right? Brooke Henderson, Vladdy Guerrero Jr. Company was founded by uh, Matt Nickel. And 
my Camilleri, I believe, is a, a part owner as well. And uh, Cammy strikes he's me the, as he's that the guy. C, uh, co-CEO, I guess, after they made this uh, big deal with Canopy. And so they're basically trying to develop a line of uh, CBD-infused like high-performance sports drink uh, for recovery because that's the whole idea behind Boston. It's like yeah, yeah. you're supposed to drink after instead of fucking Gatorade because it's just sugar water, right? Right. And uh, one of the quotes that they had in the article from Camilleri was interesting, and he said, I had one teammate who would take an Oxy, a Vicodin, an Ambien, drop all three in a beer and call it the perfect storm. Oh. So I thought there had to be a healthier way. I believe now that CBD is that better way. Um, pretty pretty interesting article. Uh, if you guys want to check that out, it's a great read and kind of give you insight into where the uh, wh- maybe where the sports health market is moving. Yeah, I haven't even checked it out, and I way to go, way to prepare for the show. <laughs> no, but I like I told you before though, like when there's something sweet like that. I, I'm almost excited to hear it from you because then it's like I'm a listener also at the same time. Oh, you just you rather me just tell you about it? <laughs> no, well, kind of. It's not like now I have it open because it, uh, you know, it like look at it. It's well, funny. don't read it, it now. No, no, no. I'm reading it. <laughs> it, it. It is a nice, nice sized article though. So what I was gonna say, Lasco, is we definitely have to make sure to actually tweet this one out because sure. this is super interesting and like I, I don't really want to go off on a tangent here and on the whole weed talk or whatever, but. You know, it is. Oh my God! There's a 10 minute long video too. I did not watch the long video. Legalized a TSN original. It's mm. half a Canada leaf and half a weed leaf. Uh, I'll definitely a be hybrid. Wa- I'll be a watching hybrid Canadian leaf, yeah, as they call it. I'll be watching that later. Anyways, uh, my whole point was just I'm fully on board. I think we're hundreds of years behind oh where, absolutely where we should be in terms of exploring the usefulness of the yeah, plant, right? Not just to get stoned. Huge opportunity here, and there's tons of money in it, for Although sure. Getting stoned is pretty good. I, I made some pretty decent investments in the canopy growth in the Did early you? days. Yeah, that worked out pretty pretty well, I'd say. Nice. Um, so wait, like maybe did you get enough that we can uh, maybe stop using these fucking pantyhose? And- <laughs> no, it's not, that's not podcast. I didn't make podcast money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, listen, we need you guys to follow the link under the Twitter. <laughs> Donate to us so we can. I was laughing at that earlier when we came inside. Eh? Like you were fucking around with your. Uh- I know. I can't fuck up with it because the mic <laughs> just picks up every time I even shift the damn thing. Mine's pretty solid. I, I, I should stop touching it. But- yeah, stop fucking with it. Okay, yeah, you're right. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about Tampa Bay Lightning. I'm and only because like I, I don't want to pile continue to pile on these good teams. I'll still call them yeah. that are off to not great starts. Tampa's only one and two, and are definitely the most talented team in the NHL. We all know that on paper, right? But it was Stamkos' comments is what made th- this story interesting, and. Basically, a couple of them that really stuck was going to be a really, really, really long year if we don't change some things. Three reallys. Yeah, three reallys. <laughs> okay. And then says the team's basically showing up thinking they can free will around the ice and, and just win games based on skill. And That's telling. That well, And good on him, I think, for getting out ahead of this early and kind of trying to snuff it out. But obviously, he must see a continuation of perhaps a bit of an attitude that Plagued, might have played them, plagued them in last year's playoffs. Man, against the Lost in Carolina, they had zero shots in the second. That's wild, and like zero. I think I get the that a performance like that would help 
encourage Stamkos to want to say something. Maybe. And, you know, you think, okay, zero in the second, maybe it's a, was that game in Carolina or, or Tampa? I'm not sure. But you think, okay, maybe it's a homer shot clock or something like that. No, they got two in the third. Like and then they yeah, followed they got it up. Flat out then they followed it up with zero in OT. Now I know Carolina's off to a good start, but I mean, come on, you're ta- you're the Tampa yeah. Bay Lightning, and they you de- haven't changed. They definitely they definitely got dominated, but I, there is a certain level of complacency that might come with that. As you, I think it's natural as a competitor in anything to look at your competition and say. We fucking got this. We're better. I got this. Whether you're pumping your own tires or you're just you're just looking at it from a, a pure logical standpoint, you're like, we're better. We know we're better. And that some complacency I think can set in over time where you're like and especially among the say the fringes of the lineup, whereas everyone's sitting around waiting for this guy to do this. This guy to score. Yeah. Oh, it's all right. We'll be fine. Point, point will get one. Stammer will get one. Yeah. Kutrov will get one. It's true, though, man. We're good. It's true, Yanni dude. Gord scoring 30 <laughs> goals on the third line. He'll do it again. Like, what they did last year, everyone was saying was unsustainable up until they're like, oh, I don't know, this is just a freak show. They're just killing it, right? They were killing it. Everything they so, touched was gold. I, I And I firmly believe that they can figure it out, but it... Good on Stammer for calling it out this early in the season, but it's definitely concerning, right? If he's if he's saying that, and they didn't, this isn't something they sorted out off the ice before the season. Yeah, I, I listen. I know point is out, which is big, okay. But at the same time, I think Stamkos went a little overboard. Like I think he could have, I think he could have, uh, you know, made some comments without making these comments well you think he could have massaged the message a little better yeah i'm not saying get pucks in deep and fucking ram it around the boards and have short shifts i'm just talking about like you know make his point but he didn't have to be like he didn't have to say three reallys i know that that's a minor thing but i don't maybe it's not so minor think about saying that out out loud dude i mean it's gonna be a really 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 long year like that's you're pissed yeah he's pissed too and he can't say what he really wants to say well, think what he, say, think and, about what he said to the boys if that's what he's saying to the media. Yeah, good point. Right? Okay, so he did massage it. Yeah, I guess. I guess. So but, no, but listen, sorry. My, my only point here is that Stamkos's comments are the story. The yeah, story, that's exactly. That's, the story is not one and two yeah, Tampa Bay. that's what Bay. I said going into it. You know, it's yeah. That it's, it's more to do. That's it. Not that they're, they've lost a couple games. Who cares? The season, big deal. It's more to do that Stamkos seems to think that there's <laughs> – cause for concern in the room like this early this is where i'm now i'm on the other side of the fence that you were on before now i think it's a little too early but i i guess you're right get out in front of it it's a good thing i just think that he fueled a a media story and now we've got idiots like us talking about it on the pucks in d podcast episode 40 you know it's a big story if we're talking about it right (laughs) (laughs) yeah good point all right um there's another one i came across in, in old reddit land there uh, it was about Patrick Laine, uh basically playing less video games. And he's been no stranger, like, talking about it and um, playing Fortnite or whatever the hell he's right. playing. And uh, I guess there was a, a Finnish article, and he was talking about he's not taking his console with him on road trips anymore. So, like, you know what I was thinking of, too, when I first heard that, that like, he was doing that? 
was in that scene in Slapshot when they're like, they brought their fucking toys with them, you know, because the fucking Hansons are playing with dinky cars. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's that's what I could think of. Because like, if you're a vet on the team, that's probably how you feel about it. Yes. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Dude, absolutely. I mean, think about it. We were just talking about this earlier. Pembroke's got a new uh, virtual reality arcade. Virtual reality. Yeah, I said it right. Arcade in uh, downtown Pembroke. I'm going to go check it out this Saturday. I'm going to have fucking stories on the podcast for sure next week about it. Can't wait. Dude, we're going to end up going there shooting zombies. Guaranteed. Oh, yeah. We're going to end up going down there and fucking having, having a good time. Anyway, point is, even myself, who grew up on video games and still enjoys playing them... Um, I wouldn't even be thinking about bringing my shit on the road as an NHL player, dude. Like, you can't. Well, I you can't, think, man. Get a game on your phone. I got to think there's better things to do. And I don't know. Like, I wonder if he was one of those guys who's, like, really addicted to video games. I mean, I played video games into the wee hours of the morning more times than I'd like to admit and ran yeah. on very low sleep because of it. So I, I, I couldn't imagine being a professional athlete and doing that. But I don't know, man. Kids these days are different. Like, what is he, 20? 21, right? Yeah, true. Very I true. I don't want to read into it too much. I just thought it was funny. And if, if he he meant to point that out, I mean, in amongst this article, he also said like he's skating earlier in the summer and wanted to focus on back checking and board play. Yeah. So, you know what's funny though? He it's says, supposed like, to be a positive story, right? But yeah. I just think it's like, holy shit, was, was gaming that much of a problem? A, a distraction. distraction? Yeah, exactly. And well, I wonder if at, at some point the team ever said anything about it to him. Oh, I think so because it, it, it ended up being a big story last last year. Like there, it was on multiple outlets. Everyone was talking about the Line A story. Oh, he plays too much video games. He needs to stop bringing his console on the road. We talked about it, you know, on the pod. So it was definitely a story. But what I what so you're I saying I don't remember it whatsoever. Eh? Don't remember it being a story. You don't? No. Because oh. I just basically asked if it was known that the team had said anything about it. Oh, God, it. yeah. Well, yeah, we talked about it on the podcast. Right. About how he was like, people were saying he, he plays too much video games. <laughs> Uh, anyways, uh, to bring right. it all to bring it all full full circle here, it's funny to me that he said like, "I will watch hockey or something." That will be enough to kill some time. It sounds like he doesn't have like a clue what he's going to do otherwise. He's just going to watch hockey, you know. Is and he? it's funny because when I think about someone who going to be reviewing the tapes. Well, no, but he's he says he's going to watch hockey. There are Finnish leagues, KHL and NHL games on throughout the day. That will be enough to kill some time. So. He's going to he's going to reluctantly tune in to a fucking game in the KHL when the likes of a Sidney Crosby are going home and watching their own fucking tapes and then watching the tapes for the opponent that they're going to play in a back-to-back scenario. Like what if he was playing cello know, all the time? Homework. Homework. What like if, these well, guys What if he was playing cello all the time? Could that be considered Line his homework? A? Line playing some chill? Yeah, what do you think? Like, well, I thought he was addicted like to coach Fortnite. Was playing, yeah, I know. If, he, if it's Fortnite, then I guess coach can, like, fuck off. Yeah, man. But even chill, like, no. Because we, you don't need to be thinking about making a manual spin over here. <laughs> like, if anyone's playing chill, it's Tyson Berry. You think so? He, well, yeah, how many times has he spun so far in a Leaf jersey? At least five times. Four or five times he's pulled the, the spin. And yeah, one, of them, one of them was for an apple. Yeah, you want to get in some Leafs now? Yeah, we can. I wanted to congratulate Keith Yandel. I oh, thought yeah. that was an interesting point. 800 consecutive games played. Very impressive. 800 consecutive games played. That's insane. Like when you pull up when you pull up uh, his his DB, like it's just it's it's unreal. And uh also I wanted to uh 
point I'll talk about that point as well with Cogliano because I don't know if we were on the pod. I don't know if we were live when that was going down, but Cogliano had his 830. What was it last season? It was 830 games. Was it last streak. season or the previous, I think it might have been, previous year? Yeah, that's why I'm saying I can't yeah, remember if we even talked about previous. it. But he got suspended on a terrible fucking call. I can't even really remember it, but it was a terrible call. He got suspended. He shouldn't have. And it was weird, Lesko, because someone just made a play like two games earlier, two days earlier or something. Someone did something and they didn't get suspended. And then Cogliano did. And it was an uproar. I wish I knew more on it. I should have fucking knew, known we were going to talk about it. But anyways, he was at 830 games. He got suspended. So that one really sucked. Remember he was crying, dude? Yeah, in the, in the interview. Yeah, yeah, he was crying. I mean, like, I don't know. I'm making fun, fun of him for that. But, like, it, I felt really bad for him because it was a sweet streak to have. And Cogliano was just this little fast guy. Like, you think he would have blown a wheel and, you know, tore up an ACL or, or at least banged up his ankle or yeah. something. But, you know. Durability's so huge. It's one of those things that you can get paid for. I mean, look at the kind of money Keith Yandel makes. Yeah, good point. And a good thing he can probably say when he's coming into any kind of negotiations, like, yeah, you know, I'm giving you 82. Yeah, yeah, real good point. So, yeah, yeah last, uh, before we move on to the Leafs real quick. So, at this point uh, in time, six teams in the league still don't have a point. Uh, Dallas and San Jose, we talked about brutal there. And Austin Matthews has more goals than six teams already. Uh, two of those teams, though, have only played one game. So, But still, I mean, he's got five, five Genos. James Neal, obviously. Uh, the reason why James Neal didn't work his way in, because he just did it last night. So that one was... Uh, just found a way to... Got yes. some leafy plug yeah. in there for Matthews. Yeah, obviously, for sure. But I mean, I wrote up that piece of the prep before James Neal went, went off. So, but uh, yeah, it's been a really uh, fun start to the season, dude. I can't wait to like get the shit going every week, all week, every day. So the Leafs had a pretty busy start to the year. Uh, four games in less than a week. Early back to back. I, I kind of liked it as a fan. I was coming home. I was like, "Ooh, the Leafs play tonight!" Oh, the Leafs play. Yeah, it was, tonight. <laughs> it was certainly exciting, and and uh, I don't know. It was it was, it was fun because I was out on a trip this past weekend, and usually they got a satellite out at this hunt camp. Are you talking like off the grid kind of off, thing? Yeah, off the grid, man. Okay, I'm like portaging up the friggin' oh, Magneto- yeah? Magnetowan River here. Okay, where's the Magnetowan? Or you don't have to give it away. Oh, no, it's a big ass river, like pretty well known. Oh, okay. Well, I yeah, have no like, idea. It flows into Georgian Bay, but I mean, we're going upriver. Like, oh, okay. Up the bush, and there's uh, usually a satellite there, so I'm thinking all pumped up. We can watch the game. But the old guy forgets the receiver. Oh. So we're we're trying to crank up this old radio. It's like a 50 year old. Sanyo, like wood grain out outer really? shell radio, right? And it's like it's coming in out. And somehow we're picking up the station from Hamilton, okay, and, and like T- TSN station eleven fifty or something like that in Hamilton, listening to the game. And but it's like in and out, and it's kind of uh, a shitty signal, right? But was it good enough to know what was going on? Oh, yeah, like, it was good yeah, enough to know what was going on. on you yeah. catch like bits and pieces, or you miss bits and pieces here and there. But on Saturday, the thing just dies during the Montreal game. Oh, and boy. we, when we had tuned in, I think the Leafs were up 4-1. And then we lost it for a good chunk of the third period when it just went down. We thought, this thing's done. There's no way it works anymore. And my buddy's kind of pretty handy dude. And he goes and starts filling around with it, and he like takes the casing off, and he's looking at it, and we're all kind of chirping him, right? We're like, yeah, he can't help himself. He has to try and fix it. Got to try, Fucking yeah. lo and behold, he plugs the thing in. Probably as right after we got the signal back, we heard Austin Matthews tying the game. 
So we kind of forgotten about what happened in that Montreal game and then got right fired up for overtime. They you know, they go on to well, lose right in a shootout, yeah. but sounded right like a so, crazy yeah. exciting game for sure. And I know we didn't get to hear all of it, but it's the most fun I probably ever had listening to listening. a game on the radio. <laughs> it's cool that you put it that way, though, because you didn't have to see it firsthand, the, the collapse. I didn't see how bad Montreal's goals were. And like I said, we missed a, a large chunk of the third period as well. So yeah, that's, they, that's when the, uh, the wheels started coming off for the Leafs. Yeah, well, I mean, it was basically just another example. And I, I, I personally was really unhappy about it. Like, I wasn't like, you know, all fucking angry. Oh, for stupid fucking least. But I was inside. I was like, for fuck's sakes, man. Like, this it is... It stings against Montreal. I don't care it who stings. it is. I don't care who it oh, is. Oh, it makes it worse, though. No, it doesn't. I hate seeing Montreal win, period. So. I know, but we can't... We cannot be giving up those fucking leads anymore, man. And it was the exact same bullshit. It was the same bullshit, dude. It's been going on too long. It's a thing now. Like, I can't deny it anymore well what not being able to defend yeah we no 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 no, we can't we don't we we completely play a different game at some point all of a sudden we're like oh yeah it's four one we'll just fucking no but that's part they might score one or two and we'll still hang on but that's been the trend for for several for several years i know it's Ah. not as bad like they didn't give up too many too many leads last year so there was a big improvement in that but the problem that i always noticed before and that it seems to pop up every once in a while is that Babcock has a certain way they want them to play when they're going into a third period and have a lead. And it's different than the way they play the game earlier, where it's like playing in the other team's end. They dominate right? that way. Right? Playing offense's best defense type hockey, right? Which it is. And then when they're, they have a different defensive system, though, which they just don't seem to be very good at. And part of it, you could maybe attribute to a personnel issue and... Also, it's just it could be just a dumb system for them to use. Yeah, I'm not going to put my coaching hat on because I don't tend. You're I, just in pissed off fan yeah, mode. Yeah, I no, I I'm, <laughs> I'm just saying I don't want to sound like that stupid idiot that's like, well, you have to put it into the corner here. And I, I'm not talking about the intricacies of the game. I'm just talking about the flow of the game. And you hit it. You hit it bang on. We play a different game in certain scenarios. When the likes of a Tampa Bay, Boston, which is right here at home in our own fucking division, those teams play one game from the puck drop till the fucking final whistle. They play one game. And if they have to, they will push the envelope. So that's why those teams are amazing because they're always, they're always going at their same pace. But then when they have to, they dig a little deeper. And they send two guys into the corner, and then the third guy, and they pull the goalie, and all of a sudden, it's crazy. The thing is, if you're not good at lockdown D, don't play it. You're 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 getting hemmed in your end constantly and just giving up zone entries and offensive offensive opportunities. Like we're up for one and I see the 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 dump and chase and the players go in and instead of the Leafs trying to retain the puck or get it back, they just send the one guy in and then a guy like Matthews is literally standing on the blue line, just not not even not even moving. And I'm thinking if we were, if this was the first or the second period, we would have been balls to the wall into the zone there, yeah. trying to kick a puck out. And, oh my god, off the post! You know, it's like not that's a, how we generate chances. It's not a system that's conducive to their skill set anyway. I and hate it. I understand how Babcock wants them to learn to play, play a certain way defensively, but I think a it's a problem if you don't necessarily have the um, the proper personnel for that system that you want to run, and b if 
it's just not conducive to the skill set and the way the team flourishes when they play the game. Like I'd really like to see see a lot more consistency out of them in 60 minutes and the way that they play the game, especially if the way they're playing is working. Well, let me ask you then, because I just was pretty passionately on one side of the fence saying, I don't like how we play that style. We have to stop doing it, blah, blah, blah. Let me Let me devil's advocate myself right now and ask you this question. What about the playoffs though? Because when the playoffs come and if you're going deep, if you're going deep into the playoffs and you're thinking about the finals and whatnot, then you're going to have to play that style. It's yeah, going to be a 2-1 game. Yeah, absolutely. So maybe maybe that is the best way to do it, dude. Yeah. Part of the part of the debacle against Montreal in the third period was the fucking penalties. Like, was a Weber there was flopping like a dolphin in front of the net and then uh, Kapanen with a complete fucking brain aneurysm he had when he threw a stick. The weirdest part about it is that I, I didn't get to see that. I just heard about it and I was on the radio so you can imagine our fucking dismay and confusion as this was happening well I like think- he threw his stick like seriously <laughs> i'm like well what if it was like a i don't know i was, I was giving the referee or the referee of the player like a benefit of the doubt and then i was like maybe it was just kind of a weird stupid call and then i heard his penalty shot i was like no he must have definitely thrown it and lo and behold he breaks his stick and then he pauses you've seen he it right thinks yeah. too he hesitates and goes eh, yeah and just whips his stick i'm like what the fuck was that? Like, that's something you do in like pickup or practice or something. Yeah, it is. It is something you would do in pickup. Tuesday night, which starts November 12th, by the way. Did you get my text? Yes, I did. Didn't fucking respond. No, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah, that's the kind of shit that you do in fucking beer league or pickup with your butt. I know. Like, I couldn't believe it. And I thought it was like a weird, like impulsive thing, maybe. He, th- he there was a pause between the Oh, he thought about stick. it. And he throws it like right at right the out. guy's fucking stick. He wanted to do that. Yeah. Like he he consciously made a stupid stupid decision to do it. I Kirsty was watching with me. She's like, "What is that? What does that mean?" Well, She's it's not like, something you see very often, right? <laughs> what does that mean? I go, uh, I think it means a penalty shot. And yes. I was kind of pumped. I knew immediately. Like I, I didn't say I knew a defendant. Oh, it's a penalty shot. But I said I, I'm pretty sure that's a penalty shot because it's in the zone. And, you know, as they were explaining, you probably didn't hear it on the radio. No, I did. I Well, the, at first they were calling him. It was, it was Joe Bowen saying it's going to be a penalty. And oh, I was like, yeah. I'm thinking so in my head. I'm like, penalty shot. That's going to be a, that might be a penalty shot. In so when zone. he said it, you yeah. know, we're all freaking out. Because I have seen the penalty called when you, like, when you use the stick. You illegally okay? play the puck with a stick. No, no, no. If you shoot a broken stick yeah. at the guy. You can get a penalty. You can't do that. You know what I'm saying, right? Oh, have right, you seen right. that before? Yeah, yeah, a yeah. broken stick and you have the puck and I shoot the yeah, broken stick I've at seen you. That. They call that a penalty. So that's I think I think that's where people were thinking it was going to be a penalty, but this is much different. This is your own broken stick that you have now thrown. Thrown is the key. Yeah. Like if he would have dropped it and then kicked it, let's go, he would have got a two minute penalty. Yeah, that's true. That's an interesting. Dropped point. it and would have had the same effect or obstruction of the play. Well, or we, we wouldn't have say. given them a fucking penalty shot. So how about Casper Kapanen getting all the heat here? Like I, I don't think it's. I think it's a little bit misplaced in my opinion. That you know Marner and JT aren't really getting as heavily scrutinized. Like who? Who should I be more concerned with right now? The three million dollar winger who 
doesn't appear to fit in on the first line in the first few games or the $20 million worth of players that have one fucking five-on-five uh, five point in five games. One five-on-five five point. Yeah, or four games, sorry. Zero goals for John Tavares, newly minted captain. Mitch Marner not really producing a whole lot of anything really at 5 on 5. There hasn't even been a ton of shifts left let's go where I'm left wondering how we didn't score there. When when Mitch is out there and I'm always I'm like come on Mitchy let's go, you know, but it's always seems to be on the power play when I'm cheering Mitch's name. It's not it's never 5 on 5. Yeah, he's racked up a few nice uh I mean he's still make, making nice plays like he's still doing his thing but just that line's got to be better absolutely and considering the money you're paying them and what the expectations are for this team uh I'm I'm surprised to see them get off to a slow start. JT had 6 goals after 4 games last year. Right. You think back to last year and well, we were on such a huge start. Yeah, and, and the heater that the team was on off the beginning of the year. So I'm a little bit disappointed in them but you know, I'm, I'm not overly worried about it. I just find it weird how in the media that it's all, and I, I'm sure a lot of it, or part of it at least, has to do with the penalty that Kapanen took, but that Kapanen's getting all the heat as if it's somehow Kapanen's play that's that's all of a sudden a boat anchor on this line. Like, I, again, why are we being concerned about this guy and not yeah, so you're much right. the focus being good on point. Tavares and Marner? The money point is a, is a, is a good point. It doesn't really, it doesn't, it's not like the dollars mean yeah. mean anything, you know. They're still just players, but it's it's a really good reference point. It's a really good reference point to yeah. say, hey, look at all the money on. Uh, it's at, the fact. The it's the lack of goals, right? I mean, you expect that line to produce goals. I don't care who you're putting on that other wing. He had a good uh, bounce back game, though. The St. Louis. Yes, game. he played very well against St. Louis, which was a great hockey game, by the way. Oh, it was it was, it was a very a exciting game. game. Good pace, um, really good. Yeah, pace. it was good pace. Like the Leafs had tons of opportunities. I think Matthews rang a couple posts oh. there, and it was. Uh, I thought Matthews was going to get one for sure. Oh, and Kerfoot had that little tuck play early. Yeah. That was early in the game. I thought, yeah, oh, because you could see it from the angle. He beat he beat uh, Bennington's pad, and actually on the broadcast they thought it was a save. So I was like, oh man, what a save! But I had thought that it it looked like a goal to me. He beat him, and he did yeah. for us right off the fucking post. So yeah, there's been a few posts. I mean. Honestly, dude, offensively speaking, outside of the Tavares Marner, uh, you know, concern, I wouldn't necessarily call it an issue. Uh, the main the main reason why it's not an issue is because of your favorite line so far. Well, yeah, the third line's been right? outstanding, man. Like, oh, dude, they have been. I mean, that's that's probably the part of the team I've been most impressed with because, like, yeah, Matthews is killing it, but I expect that guy to kill it. Yeah, of course. But this this line, Kerfoot, Mikhaev, and um, Trevor Moore. Nazem who? Are they, well, I mean, Sorry, Kerfoot's Naz. fast, eh? Kerfoot's quite fast. He's definitely a stronger skater than Naz. Dude, I'll give he, him that. he's a good That's player. the one thing I noticed for sure. And so each one of those guys have three five-on-five five five points right now. And in comparison to those guys, Freddie the Goat is rocking two goals already. How about that? I know. The other thing you got to remember quickly, um, as we're talking about lines here, you got to remember too that it's very likely that the Marner-Taveras line early on in the season have have been getting the number one assignments yeah that's that's true as well i i i noticed that o'reilly was owning them on the face-offs i thought in just from my observation well o'reilly's one of the best in the league yeah it showed yeah well it showed i mean there are like john Tavares is a phenomenal player and all that but you know there are certain parts of people's games that are much better you can have a guy on the third line well look at man jason spezza led the league last year 
Yeah. Did you see uh did you see Mikhaev post game or read the quotes from him? The soup thing? He's like he just was all cool about speaking English and then he he talked about why people he was upset that people don't like soup very much <laughs> yeah, here. He's fuck? like I love soup and his girlfriend cooks it for him. And he said happiest day or best day of life or something like that. Broken English, but cool of him to speak. Apparently, I did have an interpreter there with him, right? To yeah, but I, but he was answering the questions in English with it. Yeah. I thought it was pretty cool. And he did really well. He seems like I have a great time. And I man, he's he's quite an impressive hockey player. Big guy oh, yeah. moves his feet really well, skates really well, and has a decent set of hands on him. Is and he just seems to make good, quick heads up play. Like, I was just you, yeah. The, I was just pointing at my head like the you, fucking yeah. transition. For him to the NHL, so far anyway, I know it's early, but yeah. so far it looks really good, and I've been impressed with him. Oh, I've been super impressed with the guy. I don't even know who he is. Uh, again, watching the watching the game with Kiri, she goes, who's that big, tall guy? <laughs> I'm like, I don't even know. I think his name is Ilya Mikhaev or whatever. I think yeah. I pronounced it wrong. And I mean, we knew a little bit about him. I'm kind of putting myself down as a joke, but... I didn't know what to expect is what I should say. I really had no idea. No expectations at all. And then all of a sudden when the puck was down, dude, and he was hustling all over the place, there were times when he was at the top of my screen and then later in that shift, there he was at the bottom of my screen hustling in the corner. I'm like, where is this fucking guy playing right now? He's all over the ice. He's kind of all over the ice and I don't know if there's a method to that madness (laughs) or whatever, but he's kind of like a pinball out there. He just goes all over the place. He's really hard on the puck is what I've noticed and... He's uh, making me at ease without the Zach Hyman factor. And that's what I wanted to get at before. I don't even know if I talked about that five minutes ago when we were talking about that Tavares Marner line. Did I even talk about Hyman? I've been wanting to talk no, about did not, No, did I've been wanting to talk about Hyman. I've been I've been saying since 2016 when Zach Hyman was Austin Matthews' left winger and Matthews potted 40 goals and he played with Hyman every single night. It was it was Matthews and Hyman. And then it was either Nylander or Connor Brown, if you remember. They didn't, Nylander and Matthews didn't play the whole year together. It was often Connor Brown. But Hyman was a staple. And I used to say that the reason why the line was so effective at five on five, because that's what everyone was saying, all the media. This line is the best five on five line in the National Hockey League. These rookies, these three Leaf rookies. I used to say that I thought that a, a major reason for that was the play of Zach Hyman, the puck retention the ability to have to make a defender beat him two times to get out of the fucking zone. Just how tenacious he is on four checks. Oh, yeah, he's great. And I think that that's a huge thing missing from that JT Marner line is the Hyman factor. Yeah, it's a tough go, and I'm not trying to fucking understell Hyman and what he does, but as I said earlier, I don't think it fucking matters who plays on that line. I still expect a certain amount of production out of those two guys, out of Marner and JT. Yeah, which I don't disagree with. However, I would be I would be one to say, this is something that we would never fucking be able to find out. We're talking about pure hypotheticals here, but I would love to be able to go back in time and have a full healthy Hyman start the season with Mitch and JT and see how that's been going so far through four games. I definitely think that there's more than one five-on-five point to be had. Well, I mean, they'll figure it out. I mean, even if it involves them starting to move guys around, I think they're going to give Kapanen a fair shake there. Grab that Obviously fucking piece of wood from him. A few games. Yeah, dog's playing with I'm not, a piece of lumber. Right I'm not now. really worried. I'm, I'm not worried about it, dude. Like, it's not something I'm talking about because I'm concerned about the play of the team or what have you. But it, it does beg the question that, you know, is there an opportunity for someone else to see time with 
Mitch and JT, like, are we thinking about switching it up a little bit? Did you hear that uh, Spezza and Patan are going to play again back to back? Yeah, I saw that. So you know, Babcock's making a few decisions here. Like, do you don't think- come out of the lineup though. He's got to stay on the fourth line. Yeah, like, he's uh, got even his- if he's on the wing, he want that extra centerman. So it's basically Patan and who was who else was coming in on that wing? Oh fuck, I don't know. Oh, sure. Yeah, sure I was, oh, was, was going to say sure, but I don't yeah. want to sound like an asshole. I don't know. Patan <laughs> seems to have a little bit more to offer out there, but I think it's obvious that when Hyman comes back, whoever is in that wing spot will be the one bumping out. Yeah, so you, what? You'll have a fourth line of Patan, the Zaw. And Goat. And Goat, I yeah. think that's what they'll settle into until Zach Hyman comes down. and then Third line stays the same. Makayev, Kerfoot. More well, that that'll change. Kapanen will go down to the third line. Oh yeah, and then probably more. Trevor Moore goes down because Makaya's too been playing too good. What a nice problem to have. Unless they put Kapi down to the fourth, like say he stays in the doghouse for a couple <laughs> oh, months. Man. People are already saying, and he's traded. down playing with Spets and the Goat. I saw several back, right back where he started from. I saw several people fucking comment that. Cappy is possibly expendable and tradable. Ah, I don't know, man. I I, I, I like what he had. I, I hate to fucking let a guy like that go, especially your cap compliant. He's so, why why do they would they bother trading him? He's so clutch too. Like yeah, he, he has scored some really big goals like goals. OT winners, playoff OT winners, OT World Junior winners. True, true. Yeah, <laughs> I just like the guy as a character. Like, if you follow him on Instagram, he's he's quite entertaining. And one of the best things he does is if you look at any of the uh, pictures that the players post, or sometimes the team will post to the players. Cappy's like first one commenting on the oh, photos. Oh yeah, he's, and he's very active, and he's always making like little one-liner jokes oh, and yeah. shit, and and, and, provi- and providing us with nudies of his girlfriend as well. Which is well, is yeah, he was motorboating a chick there on on the internet. Oh, bro, like there was full-on like R-rated nudity on all those on all those fucking. Yeah, I missed that. <laughs> I missed that Insta story. Well, let's uh, throw that up on the Twitter feed as well. <laughs> yeah, right. I think people can Google that themselves. Yeah, exactly. Just get a cease and desist letter for the pucks and. Oh, no season desist. <laughs> Not us. Oh, boy. All right. Well, listen, man. Um, Are we pissed at Babcock yet? Yes. <laughs> I've, I've been pissed at Babcock for Nove- November of 2016 was the first time I was right. like, I'm getting a little upset with Mike. So because what? that was the first year that we had like this roster so there was that couple, wasn't tanking. There was you know a what I mean? couple things, Like right? a non-tank roster. Play it accordingly. And it was the right. first time I was like, it was still early. It was only two months. When he was still the, sheltering the young guys, yeah, a little. like we're done tanking, you idiot! Stop, pl- like, stop playing our fucking fourth. Like, I, th- I think it was less. It was more about like uh, sheltering, right? He, fine. He was always overcompensating, which I was regard. okay with. It's not like I wanted his head on a stake back then, dude. I'm just saying I started the question. Right. So why are we mad at Babcock right now? Well, I don't know. Pick one. Probably deployment. I'm always upset with him over deployment. That's usually the common theme I know in our conversations about it. I know there was two things from last game, and it was one was the the weird second goal. Sorry, or was it the sorry the go ahead goal for St. Louis at the end uh, the end of the yeah, second? Yeah, the period. go ahead goal or the tying goal. No, at the, the three the no second. the three two goal wasn't it? 
I just think it was tying goal because Petrangelo scored the. Oh goal yeah, in that oh third. yeah, and yeah. I did not like that Petrangelo I goal either. I know, Fuck. yeah, because oh, yeah. ca- that was happening. But anyway, I was no, talking, you're right. talking you're about right. the tying goal at the end of the second there when uh, Freddie the Goat unfortunately ended up on the ice when Braden Shen and Tarasenko I think were out yeah. there for the Blues. Yeah, nice matchup. Yeah, it was a brutal mismatch there, I, and I don't believe that was off an icing or anything. So there was an opportunity for the Leafs to have a better matchup in that situation. Uh, the other issue was, and I thought was weird, and I was kind of yelling at the TV a little bit when this happened, but I was like, where's where's Nylander? That whole two minutes they had the goalie pulled, I'm wondering where the fuck Nylander yes, is. Yes, that's right. I I didn't even really think about Because he was their best he, player, yeah. like far and above their best player during that game. And he's been great, I think, so far to start the year. And you know what, dude? Most of my question marks are... Deployment. That's pretty much every everything. Every time I'm upset, we're, we're the home fucking team. Yeah. And you're right. It was not an icing. We didn't have to have that line out there, and and it was not a it was not a good situation. I mean, the O dog was talking about it during the intermission. Yeah, yeah, he mentioned that first minute and last minute are very important. And it's as, a terrible time to give up a goal. And as a team, I don't think O dog said this, but I'm saying it as as a team, we are probably. The worst team in the league in the first minute and the last minute. <laughs> of any period? Uh, of like any, of all three periods? Uh, like just of overall. Except for the last minute of the third. Usually. Those two, those, well, I guess there's fucking, what, six of those minutes every game, right? So for six out of 60 minutes, we're horrible. And those six out of those 60 minutes are deemed to be the most important, Right? And I like, I'm. T- I think I'm right on when I say, I, you know, you could just be fucking overblowing it here, but I feel like I'm bang on when I say I often see us give up goals right away and fucking give them up. Well, the, the first end. game of the season, holy shit! I didn't even sit down, crack my Two beer, games. and I they got scored seconds. on right off the start. And then the next game, we the gave centers up- too, like, a, and they couldn't score in the first period either. And I'm thinking, goddamn, it's gonna be like. Like the last year, the games against the Senators, where they still couldn't seem to dummy them, despite playing an AHL lineup. I don't know. It'll be interesting. Are we going to go to the fucking game in Ottawa? After I want to go again. I'm starving for a good game because yeah. they were so bad last year. Oh, my God. Like, And I'm almost Give Giving ner- Melnick money. I am honestly almost nervous to fucking go. I wonder if he like, fucking drugs them or something for the game because he just... He just wants to disappoint us Leaf fans so bad. Maybe he gives them a bunch of scratch tickets or something if they if they beat us. Well, you know he can't did give you, them any money. Did he you hear why he any. couldn't pay his debt? What is or what his defense is or in his whatever the, his appeal or whatever? I, I can't remember, but he I, said something along the lines of "I couldn't cash out; they wouldn't let me." Yeah. So I so I lost all my money, Aww. and it's their fault. Okay. To the tune of nine hundred thousand, not a gambling bender. Whatever. I feel like th- this is not a guy who should be gambling. He's already gambling enough money with his fucking hockey team, his shady-ass business. I can't believe they were offering two for one. What? They were offering two for one, so if you bought tickets to the home opener, mm-hmm. they gave you tickets to the another game in October. Oh, that's pretty sick. So if you buy three, they give you three. 
Well, fuck. Put butts in the seats, man. Smart <laughs> Come move. Come on. But, like, okay, fine. Smart move, I guess. You're giving tickets away. You're not going to sell them. So why don't you get butts in the seats to fucking, or potentially in the seats to fucking well, why spend money at the rink? Why doesn't every team in the history of teams do that then? I don't know. Maybe they're not as cutting edge in <laughs> okay, the marketing right. department yeah. as the Ottawa Senators Okay, are. I'll, I'll, I'll bend <laughs> down to the marketing department, but I'll give you, I might only give you the marketing department <laughs> because of Jack Maxwell. Jack okay. Maxwell is a good marketing ploy. Well, it's if, like, the gritty if all Twitter. the fans were as good as Jack Maxwell <laughs> and the the legions of fucking Melnick's Twitter bots, <laughs> then the building would be full every night. He's the best. Buy merch. I heard the nachos are delicious. <laughs> <laughs> like those are the things he actually tweets. Like I heard, oh, it's, it's, I heard you can get two. It's pieces one of my of favorite accounts on Twitter. I agree altogether. I Jack agree. Maxwell is <laughs> a key follow. For your Ottawa Centers related entertainment. Okay, okay. So what? So who's your uh, so who's your who's your best player so far? Like overall? Oh, it's got to be Matthews. I think that's a no brainer. He's he's on fire. He looks like he's ready to take almost another step here. And I know we were kind of saying that last year until he got uh, got sidetracked with that injury, but oh. he's ripping them real nice and Don't he's scoring and. He's scoring in a lot of uh, a lot of different ways, different places. I like that new look power play where he's playing the off wing. He's ripping some pucks from that side now, or sorry, playing his uh, his yeah, he's playing his offside on the power play. And man, he's got that one timer dialed in. Uh, that one against Montreal, I thought was really cool because of his positioning on the ice and where he chose to take the shot from. Uh, he kind of spun around a little bit and, and fired the puck and. Just got there before anyone even seemed to think he was going to shoot it. Oh, he, his shot is so deceptive. I didn't want to go so far as to sound like such a goddamn fanboy, but when I see some of the shots um, when the goaltender makes a save and they show that play in slow motion, I'm more inclined to honestly believe that more often than not, if a goalie makes a save on a good Matthews blister, it was luck. Because there have been several where, and listen, I play 10D at a recreational hey, the skill, level. The skill I, to be in the way. Yes, I, I'm just saying, I play at a recreational level and I do not like when people say luck. And I didn't mean it to say total luck, it should have went in. I just mean luck in the sense that they did not know that that's where that was going is what I'm saying. It'd be an interesting because, question for an NHL goaltender. Because, well, they were how talking they, to them on the they radio. feel about it. They said they, they, have, they have no idea where it's going. That's what makes his shot so dangerous is the goaltender does not know where it's going. And then I combine that fact with some of these slow motion replays where I'm seeing a elite goaltender like Carey Price extend his blocker and get hit on the left shoulder. And, and, and shake it off almost. It's a great save, but he thought he was going blocker. How about Carey Price on Saturday night too? Like he looked pretty human. I found from some of the goals that were scored. I mean, they were nice shots, but like Carey Price, I find often finds a way to save these pucks. And then in the third period, he's lights out, and overtime, he's lights out, stopping and multiple breakaways. 
and yeah, stops all uh, all the shootout shots. So all thirty three million dollars. He, in he, the he really rose to the occasion there, and, and so did uh, you know Dino Domi, uh, kind of the bigger guns there for the Habs. Yeah, I give the Leafs shit for backing off. It's not like we completely they went, fought in it. Yeah, like, it's not like we completely went into it. Yeah, no, they but, fought. They fought in it. They taught it up and everything. But I'm and, sure you have no idea because you were listening in on the radio. But did you know that Matthews had a wide open net and broke a stick? I heard it. I heard them mention it. Wide open net. Yeah. It was in. I already stood up. I already stood up and was cheering. It was in. And his entire... It was literally right in the middle of the stick. It fucking broke. So he got nothing on it. It went like wide of the net. But it was like... It was definitely in. And, you know, that would have made it 5-1. The game would have been 5-1. And I yeah. think that's a little different. I know it's only one. But I do. I think that's a little different. And I hate the fact that I, the Leaf fan, have to sit here and ask for a fifth goal. <laughs> in a 4-1 victory, Fuck. I'm I'm upset a week later at the fact that Matthew's stick broke and it would have been 5-1 and that should have sealed the deal. That's goddamn embarrassing to yeah. hear my even hear myself say it out loud. I'm always so much sadder when I get up in the morning when I'm like, oh yeah, at least fucking lost last <laughs> night. Because <laughs> they're like, I don't know. There's sometimes when they lose a game where I'm like, I don't want to listen to the radio today because I just don't want to hear them fucking talk about how brutal they were last yeah, night. Yeah, true. But we haven't looked bad yet this year. Maybe, maybe I don't know if that's a common fan thing where I just like want to surround myself with positivity. About yeah, get my over team. it. Yeah, I, I'll give you that. Yeah, I mean, not, not really good for the analyst fucking side no. of me, but yeah, that's true. Um, we haven't looked bad. We've looked bad at certain parts. We have looked maybe. Not ready I've to seen, play yeah, for I've a couple of minutes. I've seen more good but, and bad, but one definitely got away from them on Montreal. But yeah, you yeah. fucking learn from that. You move on. You remember that next time you go into their fucking building and you, you really take it yeah, to them. Yeah, true. Very true. Uh, what do we think about Riley and CeCe? Well, um, Riley, I think Riley, This I don't know if this is a hot take or a cold take. I honestly don't know. I haven't seen or read much on Riley, but I feel like he's off to a bit of a slow start in my opinion. Uh, yeah, it seems to be that... Uh, you wouldn't be the only person saying that right now. But he is getting the points, right? Yeah, so he's that's putting up where the offense. You're not hearing a lot about, you know, maybe what's going on in his own end. He yeah. has looked really good in the offensive zone, but it seems to be that he's he, along with the rest of the team, wants to be that offensive team. And I think that there's there are conflicts between the coaching style and the way that these kids actually want to play. And I don't mean to bring this back to fucking Babcock. I know we already talked about it, but I'm just saying, I think the team has a different mindset and Morgan Riley wants to freewheel a little bit more, not as much as uh, Stamkos and the boys over in Tampa. He hates freewheeling. But, you know, you want to be able to freewheel a little bit. And- yeah, and he's been able to for quite a while now, right? Yeah. I, I, there's just been a few goals that were, I mean, he got walked a couple times in Montreal and that res- directly resulted in goals. And there was the one against St. Louis as well. So I, it seems that he struggled a little bit. Um, like you said, he is putting up some numbers, which is good. There's, there have been a few where he's just been a step out of position, you know, and, and that's, that's always a, a part of a game that I thought was strong, like his positioning out there. Um CeCe's been okay. There's been times he's struggling in his own end. Yeah, definitely. I can tell he's a he's definitely a better puck mover than Zaitsev for sure. For sure. Like it seems that he he's just got his heads up and he, he makes smarter passes. But there's been a couple times when he's not been a winning a battle or b getting just getting to the puck. There was um, a shift I believe in the second period against St. Louis where he missed. Uh, the pass around the boards to him yes. on the sideboards with little to no pressure on him. And for and 
I remember because what of it, the Leafs didn't manage to get out of the zone. Yeah. yeah, and it's one of those ones where you might be able to look at it and say, oh, "Okay, well, it hopped on him a little bit," you know. But no, it was and, just like I feel like he definitely could have had. Could have had it. Yeah. yeah. So listen, that that used to be my Luke Shen argument. My Luke Shen argument with everyone used to be he has five thumbs or ten thumbs, and he can't handle anything. And everyone used to always say, "Man, you know what." It's so hard being a defenseman. Like it's always bouncing and everything. And it's like, okay, I understand, but not not to compare a guy like Luke Shen or, or Cody Cece, for that matter, to uh, an elite legend like Nicholas Lidstrom. But how come how come he was able to keep it in every time? Like not just a couple times. We're talking all the time. Like it, there is a, an ability to maintain a bouncing puck. It, what it's it's what makes some defenders more efficient than others let's go they're able to handle it under pressure under adversity in tight to their body if it's bouncing they know when to kick it they know when to glove it you know those things seem to be they're they're supposed to be natural because those guys are nhl players but you know for some guys it's a lot better than others and i think with cc he does struggle a little bit when there's pressure on the line um when the puck isn't necessarily sitting nice and flat for him i did notice that a little bit he's got a bit of the jumps when it when it's bouncing around but you know what dude he looks really comfortable in the offensive zone he, that, yeah that for sure and i think that's why they got him is because of his his ability with the puck for sure and figured they can work on the rest um, like he had a nice it's, snipe. A, it's unfortunate you know you look at riley's defense pairs over the years and he he's he hasn't played with anyone who's even in the fucking neighborhood of himself in terms of skill and ability that's for sure so I, I don't know if it lasts. Uh, you know, I really hope the CC reclamation project works out for the good of the team here. It wouldn't surprise me if, if things change over the course of the season, but I still hold out some hope that he can stick around and make that pairing work. I've said it on the pod. I've said it in multiple chat groups. I've said it to people when we were, when we were teeing up the season, and I'll continue to say it. I will not shit on Cody CC until he makes me. Until he like, makes me shake a dump on his chest. Yeah, like I'm not going to come out and be like, well, you know, he's no fucking good, so I'm not expecting anything because he sucks. You know, that that was that was uncalled for from fans that are of the leaf nature and are just, you know, shitting. Well, people are still shitting on him, right? Why? So. It's, he, he's been fine. He's been he's been more than yeah, fine. If, and, that's, and some people are willing to give him a chance, and that's kind of what I was willing to do. So for all you people who are shitting on Cody CC online, fuck you. fucking watch some hockey here and enjoy <laughs> it for a little bit and uh, see what happens. You know, at least give the guy a shot. But I know his, his, some of his numbers have been decent, but it, that's really what I think a lot of people hammer him for is his numbers in Ottawa. But, you know... I, I read a good article about it that they had in the Athletic, and his situation uh, that he was in in Ottawa was not too friendly to his numbers either. Well, right? no, and that's honestly that's where it stems, dude, because he he came into the NHL and he was supposed to be this offensive player, and then they paired him up with Eric Carlson, who is arguably the most offensive defenseman there is in the NHL. So, or at least. There was when he was in Ottawa, right? He was absolutely phenomenal. Um, so all of a sudden, he had to be this like protector for Carlson, be back there for Carlson, and change your game because we have Carlson. And now that hybrid play has kind of fucked him up a little bit, I think, because he's never really been able to fully develop as this stay-at-home guy. He's been miscast, I think. Yeah, for he's a been large miscast part of his career. In we Ottawa, talked about it before too. Yeah, we definitely have a. There's definitely a point that he could be miscast in Toronto, but perhaps with, you know, better players in front of him, the idea is that he figures it out. 
So you want to take away with some fancy? And, oh, uh, bro, I got some nice fantasy. You got fantasy. some nice fantasy cooking here, so I'll let you take that away here. I got some nice fantasy. You know what's great about the fantasy that I have? What? Victor Olofsson scored his fourth goal for the Sabres. Fucking right, man. And I fucking, <laughs> I should have scooped that guy. You Did someone scoop him? Yeah, some of the Oh, bottom, you like, got it then. You're on the fucking podcast. You're listening I know. to me talking well, about I did, about So I didn't draft after. him or anything, but I was like, yeah, I'll get him on waivers. And then by the time I got back like from my fishing trip this weekend, okay. I was like, a lot of the you know, guys who were starting to light up early getting fucking scooped, scooped up. Yeah. And of course, somebody jumped on him. It's a good pick. I ended up with Vrana. From from uh, Washington. Well, nice. I'll talk about Vran in a moment give as well. Me, give me the score. I know he's playing second line, but I figured Kuznetsov coming back, he'll he'll uh, that'll help him out a little. Yeah, it most definitely will. And I mean, obviously, the Olafson factor is uh, largely due to the fact that he's riding shotgun with Eichel, not only on left wing one, but also on power play one as well. And uh, I can't get over how great he looks in number sixty eight, dude. Your fridge is so clean that you could be a serial killer. <laughs> you have the cleanest fucking fridge I've ever seen. I just cleaned it. Oh, well, that, that explains it. But, I mean, you usually never have, like, much of anything in there. No. Like, two beers, a few Pepsi, a, a jar of pickles, <laughs> like that, some fucking dipping sauce. Maybe <laughs> maybe some vegetables if fucking your fiance's around. You're fucking absolutely nailing it. Like, absolutely nailing it. You forgot the hot sauce. Like, you don't even have rotting vegetables like most guys have in their No, fuck that. I eat them. Fridge. I eat them, dude. I'm going, going plant. Right on. Plant-based diet. I'm going plant-based. Okay, sorry to interrupt your fantasy. I just had to point that out. All right. You guys are fucking chirping me now because I'm going plant-based, guaranteed. Now, I'm going to play some Tendi this year. You're going to see it Tuesday Night Hockey how unreal I am. It's, gonna, it's your plant-based diet is it's gonna, gonna be because be of that yeah fucking revolutionary my, for your my endurance for your uh shinny hockey career my endurance my stamina but most I'll importantly my, my recovery because i fucking struggle with like muscle pains and all oh, okay shit like that so it, it's 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 an option that could lead to uh, an improvement so i mean i'm interested to personally be like you know what i hear a lot of people talking about this shit i'm actually gonna try it like actually no more like not even a fucking pepper are you gonna eat those fake Fake meat patties and shit. Uh, the, the well, the Beyond Meat burgers, like that's an actual company. Beyond yeah. Meat. Yeah, I know that. That one is not too bad, but there are better ones. But, but the they're be- not good for you, though. A lot of them. Uh, well, no, no, they're they're okay. So they're, they're just they're, they're just definitely alternatives. No, 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 they're definitely better than an actual fucking hamburger from McDonald's. Right, but they're but still they're still not, not good, good for, you. for you. Right, it would be better for you to go home. Uh, put lettuce Matt, on a bread. No, fuck it. off. See, that's not the that's that's don't do that. <laughs> because I eat all this shit that she makes me, and it is fucking amazing. That's cause, so it's because she's good cook. No, but I'm learning to make it too, and now I'm making it myself when she's not around because it's oh. easy as fuck, and I don't have to like cook a fucking chicken breast and look at it and see if I'm gonna kill myself with salmonella. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's just you're, you're one of those guys really scared of undercooking meat. Not really. I tend to overcook it to be honest with you, but that was just kind of a So a, you're erring a, on the side of caution. Well it's <laughs> it's a stronger point. Or like bacon, for example. Like I love bacon. I love ham. I love pork. So are you not eating that? No, I no no like holy uh, shit. I fucking I this did this is groundbreaking I did, shit. I did eat my last two pepperettes, but I ate them and I was like, all right. Are they your last two yeah, pepperettes yeah, of all yeah. time? No, just, no, 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 no. No, no, no. While you're doing this, I want to try it. I want like this, I, like this I wanna, lettuce diet. 
Fuck off with the lettuce diets. <laughs> Man, I'm telling you, we had burritos. They were black bean burritos with fucking salsa. And she had some sort of, um, I believe it was like a quinoa-based thing that was supposed to be the beef, quote-unquote. What I, oh, I, I, I always find that weird how they have recipes that are vegetable-based, but they name them after meat. Like my wife makes this cauliflower with like... Uh, like basically wing sauce on it. She's like, yeah, it's yeah. buffalo chicken wings. I'm yes. Like, but don't call it that because it's not They're fucking not chicken, chicken wings, wings yeah. whatsoever. Buffalo wings. Just call cauliflower it cauliflower wings. fucking sauce. Cauliflower barbecue. Snack. You know what I mean? Like it's, yeah, it's true. It's a very misleading name. Like if somebody said that to you and just said that to you, you're like, yeah, awesome. Sounds delicious. Yeah. And they pop like that wings. in front of you, you'd get pissed off. Yeah. Well, it depends. You have to know what you're, what you're getting. Like yeah. you have to know what I'm you're just getting yourself into. Stupid names for things because they're all lies. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> the worst part about it though is like, th- like the 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 one I've heard a couple of arguments. The ones that I'll argue against the most are because it tastes good, right? And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, but like I'm telling you, like I've had these meals where I don't even. If you told me that there was meat in it, I may have believed you. Like it, it was, was that it was tricky. So good. It was that tricky. But it's a... not even about being tricky. It was just it was so good that I was like, blah, 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 blah. like just eat it, eat it, eat it. Like give me another one. I'm wrapping up another burrito. Like I had like fucking four burritos. But like, fake, fake burritos because there's no meat in them. They were so goddamn good. Yeah, but does, no, no, a burrito doesn't insinuate meat, well, does it? When is I it? have a burrito, that probably the number one ingredient is meat. Right, but you have a meat burrito. I can still call it a fucking burrito. I guess I, I had a black bean so burrito. It just, it's just determined by the shape and contents. Yes, you know what you have to fucking honestly watch? I believe it's coming out on Netflix at first. Is it one of those fucking things about why I shouldn't eat meat? No, not necessarily. I mean, kind of. Where they just show you like no, no, people but, kicking the cows and no, all that shit? No, it was uh, a former UFC. Like He was in the UFC and had to retire with knee injuries. Now he trains um, active military members in like hand-to-hand combat and shit. Cool. It's, it's from him uh, fucking, uh, I can't even remember his name. Don't but, get hung up on no, it. No, no, the Asian guy with the fucking fighting. I think it was Bruce Lee. Oh, the Bruce Asian Lee. guy with the fucking Bruce fighting. Lee. Yeah, I think okay. it was Bruce Lee. Don't chastise Way me. Way to narrow it down. Yeah, don't chastise me there. That's a regular yeah. fucking conversation. Don't 2019 me. All right. But no, anyway, no, no, I'm not. I'm saying just... I did narrow I it down. It. You would have got it. With, it might have been Jackie Chan, actually. Yeah, I'm just going to start naming the, the handful of guys who <laughs> did kung fu movies like... Bruce Lee and let's Jackie not, Chan. Let's, don't back ourselves in this corner. Anyway, Arnold Schwarzenegger was in it too. Like it was fucking solid, man. Like it was so solid. They used uh, some. Um, Did it? They used some like college football players. Was to, it one of those Gilton ones too that makes you feel real bad about no eating meat? No, you know, no. It's the opposite, dude. It's it's you're thinking you're thinking of it like the defensive side, which is a lot of people. A lot of people take the take the defensive and say lettuce burger and stuff like that <laughs> to like to, to talk shit about it. But this documentary I'm just, was so, I'm just I know you are, I know it. you are, but I, this documentary was so slick, man. Like the way they, they pulled in like these, um, these college football players and had them like do these studies where they ate exclusively, uh, well, meat burritos. We had burritos because they looked so good when they put them on the documentary. Kirstie was like, I'm getting that. I'm going to make that tomorrow. And I was like, yeah, yeah, do it. And they were fucking unreal. But they fed, you know, certain meat ones to this player and they, they hooked them up to all this shit and they drew his blood two hours after eating and 12 hours on all this stuff. And the, uh, you know, the results were ridiculous. They were ridiculous. I had to pause the movie 
and look at the fucking vials of blood that they showed between the two, like this guy that, no, no, sorry, you that had the meat one yesterday and then you that had the fucking burrito one today and you could like, you could see through the vial and see the numbers on the other side. It was so clear. And the other one was like completely fucking opaque. Like you couldn't see through it at all. And it was just like, ugh. like it wasn't a guilt one. I like, I like your question. So it was a was gross it, one. No, it was the one it's where you out. <laughs> it was one where at the end it was like, I was already kind of like, yeah, him and Han cause Kirstie's full plant. And I'm like kind of going along with it because it does taste really good. And I actually don't miss the meat at all. Wow. My cheater, my cheater, has been pepperettes though. My cheater's been, it's a great way to, you know, get that salty, fucking beefy, whatever, you right. know? But I don't have bacon at all. Like, I don't have any well, I've meat heard of people anymore. also, like, not not liking it whenever they do try it again. And I got somebody who's vegan too, so. Yeah, whatever. But you, I'm a good example of this. This is kind of why I'm letting this go on for 10 minutes right now. Yeah, I know. We totally, it's I totally derailed and it's ruined okay. your fucking It's okay. Talk. It's fine. We're still under an hour 20, so it's not a big deal. But the cool. point, the point is, is that, like, it's it, it, it interested me like and I was kind of hemming and hawing already about whether I was going to do it fully and give it a shot or whatever. And then, you know, watching this documentary and hearing those football players talk about it and then seeing some of the really high profile athletes uh, like testifying, you know, what what kind of results they have seen in their ability to recover they got Tom Brady. They got Zidane Ochera. I mean, if, if fucking you know, Tom Brady is doing it, I'll do anything. Tom that Brady's been plant-based for years. If I can look like that guy in my 40s, I'll be doing just fine. And well, I know then, I won't. I know I'm not good at it. Well, then quit eating your fucking number one ingredient. Stop eating so much meat. You'll be right there you with Tom so? Brady. Man, I'm meat, telling you. Meat watch. is aging me? I thought it was like the beer and the late nights and stuff. Well, that shit doesn't help either. <laughs> but like... I started I started moisturizing my skin more. Yeah. Well, that's good. What you 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 <laughs> little fucking face cream, little face cream there, you know? Okay. All right. I like it. Sunscreen some, every day. Some Jergens over by the nightstand? No need. <laughs> you're right. You're 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 looking good all day, buddy. Okay, listen, let's fancy. Dial it back, back in. Back fancy. Fantasy. Watch the documentary though. It's called We would have been done in record time if it weren't for that. It's called Game comment. It's called Game Changers. And it's good. Yeah, but your fridge comment led to a nice little... You went that whole time, too, without saying the name, telling the listeners the name. You just described it, and then Game you tacked the name at we the rent, end. We rented it. We had to. Well, we didn't you have rented to. rented it? Well, we from didn't, where? It was five bucks on Apple TV. Uh, it it, five bucks. I, it, it, honestly, dude, from the trailer, I was like, I'm watching this. I'm watching wow. this. Dude, the guy with the world record for the yoke, you know what the yoke is, where they... It's, it goes behind their shoulders, and then they lift it up and have to walk like 30 steps with it. Have you seen that in the heavy no, man competition? I, I, I don't watch those guys. No, me neither. But you, you, their eyeballs bulging. Do you know that? But heads. do you know the apparatus I'm talking about? It goes across yeah, their shoulders. Yeah, and they, yeah, know. I know what you mean. So he broke the world record, and he is, you know, no, notoriously vegan. Like he's got shirts that say, "Like I'm a badass vegan," and he's like, "Oh, fucking, so he, he wears it too." He's massive, dude. He's massive, and he had the best quote of the whole doc. He's like, "I have people ask me, uh, you know, he's from another place in the world. I can't remember where he's from. Maybe Czech Republic or something like that." But he's like uh, I have people ask me all the time how can you be as strong as an ox without eating meat and he goes I always say to them have you ever seen an ox eating meat and it was just a good line like it's that like, is a good line yeah yeah like, 
people all think you gotta have all this protein and shit, all these steaks and everything to to build up your muscle mass. Well, you do gotta have protein, but yeah, you but the can protein, get it, get it elsewhere. Exactly. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Back. Anyway, to fantasy. are you gonna do fantasy? Yeah, now? I'll do fantasy real quick. So I'm um, sorry, I fucking commented on your fridge. <laughs> that's now okay. It was a compliment. Lecture me on eating meat. No, I'm not gonna lecture you. I, I think know. I'm fucking giving you a hard time. I go on with your while. shit. Uh, okay. So fantasy. Listen. Uh, this is kind of the where I'm gonna be. This season, I'll do probably like a quick five-minute segment where I'm just going to list off. You get five minutes. That's it. I'm going to list off the teams that you could maybe drop. And by the way, when I tell you to drop players from Philadelphia, I'm not telling you to drop Claude Giroux, okay? I'm just saying if you have some players on the roster that you don't think that other GMs are going to pick up, then drop them. Because if you want them back, you can pick them up later. So basically the following teams here, they don't play very much. I'm not going to rhyme it off like bingo, but the Rangers play one game in eight days. Uh, Arizona doesn't score any fucking goals. So I'd be weary of having anyone other than like Phil Keller and Oliver ekman Larson. Uh, Chicago, uh, they're coming back from overseas. They only play three games in 11, four games in 13. So again, if you don't have basically who, let's go. Taves and Kane? Yeah, Patty Kane, <laughs> right? Debrinket. Okay, Debrinket, Taves, and Kane. I think at this point you may even be able to fucking drop a guy like Duncan Keith and, yeah. and then pick him back up. Because if, I mean, I, you might have a big Duncan Keith fan in your pool who goes and gets him, but any GM that is smart is going to look and see four and 13, I don't need this guy. You want to pick up a guy on the waiver wire that has seven in 13 or eight in 13. You need those games played. Uh, so Philly, obviously, same as Chicago. They're traveling back from overseas. They only have two games in eight days. Uh, Ottawa, I don't know why you would have any sends on your roster anyway. I'm just kidding. They actually score some goals. Um, two games in seven days, and both of those games are against St. Louis on Thursday, which I'm going to the game tomorrow, by the way, and uh, Tampa Bay. So they, they play St. Louis and Tampa Bay only two games That's in seven That's worth days. the price of admission. They should lay a beat down on them. It'll be entertaining. I'm excited to see the Cup Champs. I got invited by our big insurance company. The man, fancy man, the manager of personal Look lines. At you go. Called me and asked me if I wanted to go to the game. Look at you go. It's it was surprising. I'm like, why the fuck? Am my, awesome. my dad's all pumped. He's like, man, that's great news. The guy's really nice too, man. Like, loves golf. Fucking sh- better be yeah, making shoot, him cash. Shoot. I guess, but not really, dude. Like we're the smallest mom and pop shop you've ever seen. <laughs> like <laughs> I know. Yeah. In comparison to some of the big ones, like we're not doing anything for them. But they like what we do. They like how we fucking take care of our goddamn clients. Well, you know, I take care of you all the time. Of course. (laughs) Haven't talked to you you about insurance since you fucking signed up. No, I just hear for you once a year when the fucking rates go up. (laughs) Yeah, but I can always ease that in. Okay, so uh, we're done dropping teams. New York, Arizona, Chicago, Philly, Ottawa. Uh, The other light teams also, they only play twice uh, for the rest of this week. So you're basically, you have to be paying attention to the podcast as soon as it drops. Otherwise, this doesn't matter to you. But Colorado, Minnesota, Tampa Bay, Vancouver. They only have two more games this week. So uh, you might want to look into adding the following teams. Buffalo, Vegas, and Calgary. Uh, Buffalo plays tonight, which is Wednesday. And then they play Friday. Then they have four games next week. So uh, heavy, heavy schedule for the Buffalo Sabres next week. Uh, Vegas, they have nine games in 16 nights. And some of their opponents are Ottawa, Philly, Pittsburgh, and Chicago. So we're looking at some pretty good opportunities for scoring goals. Vegas off to a hot start. Um, And then Calgary, 11 games in 20 days. Basically just lots of action for the Flames and lots of 
options for the Flames. That's the kind of lineup where you you are interested in grabbing the third line right winger because he's got a bunch of games. He's probably going to get me shots. If you're in a league that has plus minus, Calgary scoring a lot. Goaltending's pretty good so far. Let's go, Dave. So Riddick, holding up. Throws, throws Big save, Dave. Big save, Dave. Um, so we talked about uh, Buffalo and Vegas. The two players that I really want to look at from uh, both of those teams are uh, Cody Glass uh, for the Vegas Golden Knights. I feel like I'm probably a little bit late to that party. Um but everyone uh, seems to be wanting to snag up Cody Glass. So you might want to look into that. But the other one I'm so pumped about, let's go, Victor Olofsson. So uh, Victor Olofsson, at the time of the draft, I believe he was only like 3 or 5% owned after the draft. And he's climbed all the way up to 55% owned uh, in Yahoo teams or in Yahoo leagues. And that's across all of Yahoo. So some pools, dude, there are some pools out there where it's me and you. In 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 a in a league against each other, so that's where sometimes I don't know if you've looked at Yahoo. Let's go and when you, guys, you're like, 99. how is this guy not 100 percent? 99 percent, okay. And you're like, how? Why is he not 100 percent owned? It's because it could be a five team league of three guys. I don't know. It could be an all goalie league, right? So who we got? Uh, so who were uh, okay? Yeah. So Victor Olsson, I'm all just pumped up about it because he was my biggest like, big call. Yeah, it was my big call going into the season. Wearing number 68 plays left wing and power play number one with uh, Jack Eichel and absolutely killing it. Scored again tonight. Uh, Rupe Hints. Sick uh, handle. Yeah. I know. <laughs> Rupe. So Rupe Hints, he's now 50% owned. I think I'm a little late to this party as well. But if he isn't picked up in your league, you should definitely be considering that as well. He's playing second line center and he's also on power play number two. Uh, and then my other than Olofsson, I think my biggest favorite here is Kevin Shattenkirk. Um, 44% owned right now in Yahoo. Uh, he's off to a great start in Tampa Bay. He's playing D2 and power play two, both with Sergachev, who's also pretty nifty with the puck himself, young defender, uh, traded from Montreal, if you remember. Um, with for the Drew, that was the Drew and trade, if I'm not mistaken, actually. Sergachev for Drew and. Um, but yeah, Shattenkirk, dude, you know, Shattenkirk, let's go, as I'm sure you're aware, he's he's been known to be pretty good offensively in the past. Like, he was a good fantasy option. Yeah, and in an offensive environment, you would expect him to have, have at least a good opportunity to put up some pucks or put up some points, sorry. And um, it's good to see that he's getting some power play minutes as well for the Tampa Bay Lightning. Yeah, so we don't know if that's going to continue necessarily, but when you think of the fact that he's off to a good start on a Tampa team that's being chewed out by their captain, I think good things are even still yet to come for a guy like Kevin Shattenkirk. Uh, you talked about Jacob Verana. 21% owned, playing uh, L2 and power play two, playing really well to start the season. And what do you think, Lesko? Could maybe sniff 30 this year if I he's wish. playing well, if he stays healthy? I don't, I don't have him pegged that high in terms of my expectations, but if I could pull that off, I'd be a happy camper. All right, well, I don't imagine you're going to drop him, so let's let's keep well, it. I, I had to pick him up because I had to put Malkin on the IR. Oh, was you're a Malkin owner. Yeah, keeper fucking Malkin. That's a oh. tough, tough look that is tough because you probably had other not that you would have kept someone else over malkin i know i was keeping him regardless right but it was just i was pretty high on him and everyone's like yeah i see malkin bounce back here like people were kind of talking about that too and of course he doesn't even really make it into the season without getting injured he'll be all right he'll come back better yeah he'll still get you a 60 plus i think um, well, maybe 55, 60. Okay, uh, last couple. Pavel Buchnevich, uh, 18% owned, playing right wing one and power play one over Capo Caco, which is a bit of a surprise, but um, that would be an interesting play. 
Uh, Anthony Beauvillier, 5% owned. This is a reach, uh, but he's off to a great start again and is playing both power play and penalty kill. Has a shorthanded point. So if you have shorthanded points in your league, it does add value to guys like this. So you're wondering, holy fuck, Coleman's really scratching the barrel with Anthony Beauvillier. <laughs> I thought but, you were really digging in the bottom of the barrel here. With Brendan Smith? Yeah. Okay, so the only reason why I want to talk about Brendan Smith is because he is the first player since Dustin Bufflin to be dual to eligible, be dual eligible okay, on cool. both a forward position and a defender's position. Bufflin used to kick ass in those uh, yeah. in those head-to-head pools. So, so here's an example for me. So I have a couple of right-wingers that I don't necessarily want to drop. One of them is Nino Niederreiter. So Caroline is off to an amazing start, and Nino has done nothing. The hurricane El Nino is not raging whatsoever. It's like a little puddle in the fucking park. It's not doing anything. But I don't want to drop him yet. Because I don't want to be that guy that drops Nino Nino Ryder and then someone else picks him up and he fucking scores James Neal four goals, you know? So, but I'm thinking to myself, when I was looking at my roster, I was a little upset that I had this influx of right wingers. Also, Phil Kessel, who's not doing anything in Arizona. Are you going to tell me I can drop Phil Kessel? No. No, exactly. So I'm not going to be knee-jerk reaction and fucking drop these good players. But I said to myself, oh my God, could I ever use a left wing, and a defenseman. Because as I clicked ahead in my schedule, I realized every time I had to sit somebody, it was a right winger. Every time I had to sit someone, it was a right winger. And I so had, this is why you picked up Brennan's No, I didn't actually. Or you considered. I am, consi- I am right. considering it. And he has had not a terrible start. He's got some points. He has a shorthanded point. That counts in my league. Um, and it's just the ability for basically any time the Rangers play, I won't have to sit him is what I'm saying. I can either put him on the back end or I can put him up at forward because it's very rare in my league specifically where you're benching people. It's usually only one guy every Thursday and or Saturday. One player twice a week. If the schedule is full, you might have to sit someone. So it's just, I don't want to pick him up because I think he's going to be any good, but it's better to have a guy that I can play than a guy that I'm going to sit 17 times this season, if you know what I'm saying. Why right. am I going to fucking sit him? So, right. Uh, yeah, so I think that's it, dude. That's it. Very good. I think, uh, yeah, that was it because just Brendan Smith was my fucking reach. Good reach, show, buddy. Reach of the pod. Yeah, it was a good show. Um, next week, uh, what are we doing? Same same thing. Are we going to do Tuesdays or Wednesdays? What's your thought on that? I don't know. We'll figure it out Not while recording and looking at our phones. Well, I'm just pulling up the old fucking sending us to our our. Betty oh, okay. Song. I thought you were like looking at your calendar. Like, no, no. Tuesday or Wednesday. <laughs> it's because you asked me, and I was like, is he just like flipping through his calendar right now? What is he doing? Like checking his schedule. I was like, do we have to do this while we're That's recording? That's funny because I was literally just like continuing the conversation because I, normally I get Contra, I get this tune that I play. Oh, you already up. have it set up. I, yeah, I usually get it set up at some point when we're talking about whatever, but I just hadn't yet at this point. But. I was just continuing the conversation. So it would have 100% looked to you like I was checking my schedule. Yeah, that's what I thought you were doing. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, that's a wrap for uh, episode 41. Thanks for tuning in. At PuckPod on Twitter, at Coleman42, and at LescoAdam. We're going to have to uh, try and do our best maybe to tee up a little guest, eh, Lesko? Yeah, we'll have to get something going. we got things in the works here. Things in the works. A couple pods into the new season and maybe uh, bring someone on, get a little outsider's perspective but uh, yeah it's been a been a real blast here bringing it to you thanks for tuning in again on the puck pod and we'll see you again next week